Chapter 3 Year 853 PXF Early Winter Almost three years passed. Both boys grew taller and Riken notably broader over that time. While Talon's parents did not necessarily approve of the deep friendship between the two boys, as long as it didn't interfere with Talon's studies and courtly duties, they allowed it to continue. On the morning of Riken's 18th birthday, as ice and the first snows covered the countryside, Talon was where he always was, with Riken in his tiny room behind the forge. Both with a mug of tea clutched in their hands, bare feet pulled up off the cold floor, Talon in a soft tailored tunic and leathers, Riken shirtless and wearing new calfskin breeches. After three years of growth, the two left little space on Riken's small but thankfully sturdy bed as they sat together in conversation. Mikal, now used to having to rouse them out of their morning ritual, looked in from the door unnoticed. Even with their growing size and maturity, he mused that neither of them seemed interested in anything changing between them. Year 854 PXF Early Summer With the winter holidays behind them and the spring galas celebrated, the warm breezes of spring evaporated into the heat of summer, and Talon's 17th birthday approached. With Talon's coming of age in the Corvermain household the previous year, his and Riken's errands into the nearby city of Arnador had changed. What used to be Talon accompanying Riken to the trade district to gather Mikal's list of supplies now involved them going separate ways, as Lord Corvermain often tasked Talon with visiting the keep or other noble houses. Due to bureaucracy's slow and grinding wheels, Talon's tasks always took longer than Riken's, so they started meeting up near the end of the day at a local inn by the trade district. That meant Talon usually joined Riken when he was midway through drinks and games of dice with the local butcher's daughter and the weaver's son. Talon would enter the Sojourn's Rest Inn late in the afternoon and see Riken laughing and smiling with the two of them, usually joined by a crowd gathered around and egging them on. The butcher's daughter, Ella, was typically pressed up against one of Riken's arms, and more than once he spotted Falden, the weaver's son's arm draped over Riken's broad shoulders. It was all innocent enough. However, there was a camaraderie Riken shared among the laborers that Talon long since realized his name would always exclude him from. When Talon would sit down with Riken and the others, everyone was always kind enough and welcomed him, but Talon couldn't help but feel alone, even surrounded by all these people. Alone, except for Riken. A lightning-quick flash from his stormy eyes or a secret smile his way was all it took to banish the clouds over his mood, and he'd jump into games and the fun of the moment with the best of them. Talon was confident in the depth of his bond with Riken, as they both had confessed as much to each other. However, seeing Riken at such ease with others closer to his age and social standing did spark in Talon a fear about the future of his and Riken's relationship. Talon, of course, knew of sex and heard many a bawdy and lustful tale from the bards in Arnador over the years, yet none of the stories had resonated with him. While he longed to be physically closer to Riken and felt a need to touch and explore his ever more impressive physique, any sexual aspect of that contact, even as he knew it, was never a part of that vision. Talon's mind testing the waters and even contemplating the fact of Riken having all the male parts he knew he had squelched any of his other tactile longings to word him. His lack of desire was not due to any shortcoming of Riken's appeal by any account. Riken was already several inches over six feet tall and broadly built, yet still not bulky, with a seasoned smith's muscle and strength. Paired with his raven hair and strikingly colored eyes, Riken turned heads wherever he ventured. 
While they never spoke of such things, and Talon had no evidence of such, he worried Riken might have been lured by either Falden or Ella to one of the readily available beds at the inn already. As his birthday approached, the more Talon thought of it, the more the slithering dark voice that had been so long absent from his mind liked to assure him of the truth of Riken's infidelity. Talon would try his best to defend himself against the hissing voice. He was no slouch appearance-wise, after all. While not as tall as Riken and leaner of build, paired with his noble features and famously wild hair, Talon cut quite a picture of virility himself. Partially to his credit, the two of them walking together in certain quarters of Arnador had all but stopped traffic on occasion. Certainly he was as appealing to Riken as Falden was, he would throw at the voice, yet it would just sibilantly snicker back at his assertion. Year 854 PXF Summer With Midsummer and his birthday fast approaching, Talon, full of insecurity, was determined to face his fears and discover what would lay in store for his relationship with Riken. Accordingly, he planned an overnight hunting expedition into the forests held by the Corvermain estate, close enough for the young men to go alone, yet secluded and private enough for other matters. Sensing his plan, many in the household gave Talon a smile and a wink upon hearing about the trip and his preparations. Only his parents seemed reluctant about the journey, as they were still chuffed from his aloof attitude toward the overly forward son of a prominent imperial merchant they had tried to pair him with at the planting festival. The two teens set off on horseback in the morning, riding in a silence unfamiliar to both, often trading fleeting glances at each other and then quickly looking back to the forest or trail ahead. When they arrived at their camping location, a lovely glade near a clear spring deep enough for fishing and bathing, Talon set up camp while Riken tended and watered the horses at the spring. After setting the tent and fire pit, Talon went to look for Riken. Horses already tended to, Talon found him sitting pensively on a large, flat boulder beside the spring, knees drawn to chest with one arm wrapped around them while the other hand fiddled with pebbles and twigs by his side. Riken looked both strangely vulnerable and strikingly miserable, which was entirely out of character for the person Talon had come to know so well. Talon approached gently, suddenly feeling awkward about this trip, his plans, and just as silly as he had felt the day they first met. Riken, his eyes transmuted into the deepest gray Talon had ever seen, looked at him not unlike the way he did that morning three years ago, but the words were very different. You know I love you, right? Riken's face was utterly earnest and sincere but also profoundly vulnerable as he asked. Talon was so shocked he dropped the small loaves he was carrying for them to share. That word had never been used between them in such a direct manner. Words spilled out of Riken, tumbling over one another. You do know, right? I want to be with you night and day. I want to share every part of my life with you. I think you are the most beautiful person I have ever seen, and I want to celebrate and explore every inch of you, but... The millisecond pause in Riken's outpouring of emotion stretched into an eternity for Talon, his mind again overanalyzing, turning every fear in his heart to reality. But I love another but I only want to be intimate with women, but you are too young, but I am leaving, but... Riken finally continued. But I don't like sex. Like at all. Trust me, it's not you, I swear it's not. Gods, if there were anyone, I know it would be you, Talon. Riken seemed so hurt and ashamed at the confession. You are every single thing I ever want, mind, spirit, and body but sex is just not something I think I have the instinct for. 
I know you planned this for your first time, and you have made it so perfect. I don't want to ruin this for you. I even know a trick so that I can perform... Shh. Riken. Shush. Talon, crossing to him, placed his finger on Riken's lips, his own words now cascading out in a stream of relief and joy. Riken, thank the Silver Scribe. I feel much the same way. Talon gently took both of Riken's hands in his own and waited for Riken to raise his eyes to his as they both knelt on the boulder. You are everything I have ever dreamed of, but as much as I want to be close to you and touch you and be touched by you, I have no interest in what lies within your underbreeches or having it be within me or mine being within you either. Silence. Then smiles followed by dawning realization. Then they let loose a deluge of pent-up laughter as relief overtook them. It was as pure as the laugh they shared that first day, and the two young men now both found themselves flying without spells or ever leaving the ground, having somehow found another like themselves within each other. Talon and Riken spent the rest of the day swimming and lying in the sun-warmed boulder. They talked and questioned and explored each other physically in a beautiful, comfortable way unique to only them which somehow made it even more intimate because they knew it was indeed totally their own. Finally, they fell asleep that night in each other's arms. Foreheads pressed together after the lightest of goodnight kisses, their lips barely brushing past one another in the gentlest of caresses. The morning found them in much the same position, their bare torsos pimpled with goose-flesh skin and their night breeches hiked up to their calves so their feet could tangle together and caress one another. Fingers still interlaced, they all but opened their eyes as one, looking into the soul of the person they loved most. But while there was the desire to spend the day reveling in one another, there was also hunting to be done, and the journey home.